0: 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 5:35. With Baxton Nagel and Rock 102 and Marty Caproni filling in for one last day. My last. Day. I'm so sad. This has been fun. My last day. You know what? The best thing that could happen right now is that Steve and I fall gravely ill for a couple of weeks, and you get to fill in. <laughs> I'd be rooting for it. Oh, of course you would. I brought you some. I I brought you some cookies, Bax. Really? Like, like a, a tainted cheesecake,
1: perhaps? <laughs> this just tastes like rat
0: poison. Uh, it's gonna be mostly uh, the parley. Well. It's gonna become partly to mostly sunny today. A high is 72. Tomorrow, cloudy is 68. Sunday, eh, rain, but fifty-eight. It's about forty-six degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Get a load of this. We will have tickets for tonight and tomorrow's Springfield Thunderbird playoff game. Now, assuming there is I was a say, tomorrow. I was gonna say that's very confident. Very confident. Uh, assuming it happens.
1: There'll be a tomorrow.
0: One person will win tickets to both
1: games. Oh, it's only one person, so you really this is for an eight-pack of tickets. or
0: A four-and-four. Four.
1: Right. Right. I'm real bad at putting this together. So it's a four-pack with a hypothetical other four-pack. That's exactly what we're talking about. All right, look at that. See, I figured it out. Also, we'll be talking to uh,
0: Chris Freeman and Brian Welch from the world's only and very first all-gay ACDC tribute band, Gay CDC. They're coming to Boston uh, at the end of the month.
1: I'm excited for this one.
0: They're fantastic. That's <laughs> coming up after 7 o'clock. It's 5.37 with Vax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102.
2: It's the easiest contest to play. Yeah, let's play. We're going to have a lot of fun. Just a few clicks, and you could it's be $1,000 $1, richer. Details soon. Can't wait. Details Monday morning at 8 with Vax and Nagel on Rock 102.
3: Springfield's Classic Rock.
0: Hi, this is Dave Miner from Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. I'm Bob Seeger. With uh, Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for one final day before Steve comes back. The last day, one night only,
1: one yeah. day only. It's like
0: a it's a one it's like a one morninger, not yeah. like one nighter. It's a one morninger.
1: I think this one's going to be easier to get through just because I know that next week I can sleep. <laughs>
0: but you don't, you can't sleep through this one because uh, um, when the when the guys from Gacy DC are on the phone I, I, are on I, the, yeah. the Zoom.
1: Uh, you'll uh, you'll appreciate it. I gotta make sure I don't fall, so I don't want to wake up covered in glitter. <laughs> <laughs> Sm- but, smelling like lavender and rock music. I don't know, do that. Yeah,
0: I've seen the uh, the videos of them performing live, and you know they they put everything into it. I mean, it's just it's just a great performance by very talented musicians. And you'll hear that interview after seven o'clock.
1: Uh, well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I do have a question for you. Yeah. Um, do we have time for this real quick?
2: Real
0: quick,
1: yeah. All right. So obviously a very good spin off idea for a tribute band. You need a hook. What a hook. You know, some tribute bands have a hook is you look like the lead singer or whatever. Um, what do you think is the most impressive tribute band that you've ever seen?
0: The best one I ever saw mm-hmm. was, all right, um, one would be Dred Zeppelin. Yeah. Which, cla- yep. which was a classic. And another one, I can't even remember what the name of it was. It was in Illinois, and it was a Van Halen tribute band. Van Halen. And what made it so great was the lead singer was this very overweight guy with (laughs) blonde hair, full-body leotard with his chest hanging out. And this guy was, like, humping tables, and he was writhing on the floor. If you can imagine David Lee Roth as a guy who's like 10 steps away from a coronary, this was
1: this was it. He was like one of the best showmen I'd ever seen. If he didn't have a stage name of David Lee Sloth, I <laughs> I need to get them back together and manage them. They were so <laughs> they were just so hilarious. It's probably the best they ever saw. What about you? Um I was doing a show in Broad Ripple, Indiana. I was doing a weekend at a place called Cracker's Comedy Club. And the owner, who notoriously a lot of comics were scared of, just came up to me. She goes, hey, uh, we like you. You want to hang out uh, with the group? We're uh, going next door. I was like, yeah, sure. Well, what else am I going to do? So I went next door with these people. They walked me like through like some hallways or whatever. We pop out in this kind of theater-type uh, space. Right. And uh, I see the Red Hot Chili like The Red Hot Chili Peppers are on stage. Flea's there. The lead singer's there. The the you know, you see the logo up there and everything. And I was like, This is amazing. The red hot chili and they start laughing, they go, Look closer. And I was like, what? And I they're like, Look closer and I look closer to the logo and it said red not chili peppers <laughs> which is a great like the hook in that was that they all looked exactly like the red hot chili peppers. But they're not. But they're not. And That's what great. a what a perfect name. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. It's uh... The Couch brought to you by Rocky's ace hardware with Scott's four step, four easy steps to an awesome line.
0: Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it has always been my long-standing belief that if you are not cheating in professional sports and you are simply not playing to win. I don't care if you're deflating football, shaving points, stealing signs with video cameras and trash cans or plugging your body with muscle-building steroids. You can play the game fairly and squarely, or you can do what real professionals do, and that is to skirt the rules by any means necessary. Unfortunately, we have a tendency to be outraged when people get caught, and perhaps that's where the problems lie. Since the alleged invention of baseball in 1839, pitchers have been smearing their balls with slop, junk, oil, balms, lubes, lotions, grease, viscous suspensions, putty, glue, and lugers. And yet, despite the rules that prohibit these sorts of substances, pitchers use them anyway. Why? Because they work. Yesterday, Major League Baseball suspended future Hall of Fame pitcher Max Scherzer of the New York Mets for 10 games for allegedly smearing a questionable substance on his pitching glove Wednesday afternoon against the Dodgers. Scherzer was ejected from the game in the fourth inning when he uh, was accused of using some sort of sloppy sauce in his balls. Scherzer claims he was using nothing but rosin, which is allowed by the major leagues. And despite switching gloves at the request of the umpire, Max Scherzer was kicked out of the game for being unable to convince anybody that he was telling the truth. Why? Because he probably wasn't. And while he has been suspended for, for 10 games, which is the equivalent of just missing two starts, uh, Max is planning on appealing that decision. Oh, sure, he'll serve out some sort of suspension. He'll also pay an undisclosed fine. But the reality is, you can fully expect that at some point soon, Max Scherzer will find something else to doctor his pitches. Perhaps he'll be a big fat wad of Vaseline. Perhaps he'll squirt a, a squirt or two of a water soluble Astro Glide. Maybe he'll go to old school and dip his hands in a bucket of full melted butter. No matter what he's using, he'll use it again. Why? Let me repeat my earlier statement. Because it works. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. You know, there are grills. And then there's the Traeger Timberline. Oh, Man. Wood-fired flavor, total temperature control. The Traeger Timberline would normally cost you 2100 bucks, but now the Timberline is on sale for 1400 at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax, that's my... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612, and Queen with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni in Rock 102. My last day. I know you did so well today.
1: I'm a bum- I'm really, you know,
0: I want to put like one of those big stars on your forehead and send you back with a with a good report to your parents.
1: Yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> My mom's dead, so she wouldn't care. Well,
0: I mean, me. I'd still do it. I'd still do it, even <laughs> yeah. if it was even if it was uh, traumatic for you as She's a child. Proud of me. Yeah, that's good.
1: That. I, you um, know, I'm a I'm
0: a big fan of uh, of hard drive melting. Uh, uh, virus churning uh, clickbait. I could I could uh, go through those things all the time and well, normally do.
1: One of my favorite things to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I came up with the, uh I came up with one I thought was uh, very interesting. Okay. It, this is the uh, the top ten most
1: unfunny comedians. Oh man, this is this is how you get out of the business fast. The, I, <laughs> well, I
0: We don't have you know, We can we don't have to badmouth anybody. You can no. say why they don't deserve to be there. That's okay.
1: That's all fair. right. Let's okay. Do
0: that. Uh, number ten. Yeah. Carrot
1: Top. Deserves to be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Hate no, that guy. I like, I actually, uh, uh, Scott is his real name. Yeah. I met him at the hukilau on his rise back in whew, 1992, I want to say. Uh-huh. I might have been 18, 17, 18 years old. I was, no, actually, yeah, 17. Uh, and I was fascinated with comedy and obviously, and he spent some time talking to me and uh, he was awesome. I'll tell you why I wouldn't put him on the list, not for that personal reason, but if you've ever watched him, he he's in a Vegas show. He writes new jokes every single day. Yep. He doesn't have the – when you're a prop comic, you, you don't have the luxury of testing jokes out on an open mic. You can't show up on an open mic with four foot lockers and be like, let's see how these go. <laughs> so, so he's just got to know what's funny and take the risk and throw it right into his show. The guy's always changing his show. And then if you watch him when he's not doing the prop stuff, He's hilarious, just off-the-cuff hilarious. Well, that's what I
0: was going to say. The, the The reason why I wouldn't put Carrot Top on that list is you know, whether he's a prop comic or not. Right. That guy has been in Vegas making huge amounts of money for years. Yeah. And they're not going to do that for someone who's not going to draw and not entertain a crowd. He, not at that level. No. So I don't think... Uh, no, Carrot Top deserves to be on the other list.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, listen, it's not my style of comedy quite clearly, um, but I love watching comedy. I'm a fan of it, yeah. of all different forms, and the form that he does, he's very funny. I mean, he's he's good at it. Yeah. Sinbad. Totally disagree with that as well. Yeah. Hilarious. I got a, a Sinbad story for you. It's kind of
0: funny. Most people do.
1: All right. All right. So uh, I'm doing the comedy club back, what was that, Fox was, before I went to Mohegan's. Yeah. My... My family, I basically could call them from comics. So I'm in Comics Foxwoods and they have Sinbad in the big theater across the hall. Uh, I do my show. Um, Sinbad uh, does his show. The late show at the comedy club on the Friday night is not a late show. It was rented out by Hennessy Black for a private party. Um, Let's just say this I didn't really fit in with the. with the the overall crowd, uh, I stood out for for uh, pretty obvious reasons, but they, everyone was awesome to me. The owner of the club's like, "You need to meet Sinbad," and I was like, "I would love to meet Sinbad. I've watched him yeah. since I was a kid." He takes me over to Sinbad, and Sinbad's sitting in a VIP roped off area at this Hennessy party, <laughs> and I walk in. Hey, all well, dopey. He's like, "Oh, Sinbad, this guy's really funny." He was very kind. He didn't say like, "Yeah, that's great. I'm glad you're funny. Can get out of my wow. yeah. Have a seat, man. Let's talk. Let's talk shop." And he starts talking to me really passionately about comedy. And uh, I've had a few Hennessy blacks, which I wasn't accustomed to drinking, so I was. Uh, you had a Hennessy
0: blackout, is what you had. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's ex- <laughs> that's
1: really great. That's exactly what I did. Uh, Hennessy blackout, and the only thing that came out of my mouth was, "I I I love wearing tracksuits." <laughs> Like, I don't know how that came out. I don't. I don't even own a tracksuit. It yeah. which is crazy. Because but, but if you
0: had one, you'd probably wear it all the time. Uh,
1: yeah, true point. And and that came out of my mouth. Wow. And it came out. I watched it register in his eyes. He watched it register in my eyes. He knew what had happened. <laughs> I knew what had happened. And I just acknowledged it. I went, it's been great to meet you. And he goes, it's been nice to meet you as well. And then I got up and I walked back to my room and I'm like, I'm an idiot.
0: Yeah, I'm a total idiot. The, uh, the next one on the list I will I will go to my my grave fighting this one, Louis Anderson.
1: Yeah, no, I no. Louis Anderson had
0: I think like one of the best f- debut appearances on the Tonight Show. Unbelievable. ever. He yep. he absolutely crushed it. And you know, he he's like one of those guys where the life his life completely changed after that. And in the time I met him he could not have been a nicer person. And I can, Absolutely wonderful guy.
1: A, a very a sweetheart of a guy. I, I uh, was telling my friend this, that uh, my buddy's a bigwig out in Vegas. Louie was an alleged uh, degenerate gambler, we'll say. Okay. And my friend was in charge of all the big whales that would come to one of the casinos. He's trying to have me call Louie. gives me his personal self. I'm like, I'm not calling Louie Anderson. Hey, I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. Uh, my buddy said we should talk. You know, <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. And I was a young comic. I was maybe two, three years in, you know. So Louis was like, I remember him. Like you talk about, him, yeah. The Tonight Show. Whoever wrote that article, by the way, probably thirty years old. And The only thing they knew is Louis Anderson and all those terrible <laughs> shows that he did later yep. in life. Where you're like, you're funny. Well, you have a funny thing to say about blah blah blah. And then he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but he had to do those because he was a yeah. degenerate gambler. I'm yeah. sure if you have a rough day at the casino, you got to do some, got to do some of that stuff. So he he um talked to me on the phone was a real sweetheart of a guy and i i think of louie anderson when he came in the game which back when he came in he was he was i don't want to say cutting edge but he was really good he was at really, what people were doing he was
0: old style yeah real cutting edge squeaky right. clean on purpose right. cuz he he all he ever wanted to do was be on the tonight show right and he he just knocked it out of the park. And Unbelievable.
1: That to try to do that to an older comic, you got you can't compare generations of comedians. To try to do that to an older comic, that dude was in his era, like like let's say like a Jim Brown, if you want to put it to NFL. Where yeah. the, but you don't go back and look at old NFL tapes with leather helmets. You're like, <laughs> look at this loser. <laughs> One of the worst loser quarterbacks ever, dude Johnny look, Unitas. Dude looks like he's 55 years <laughs> old. Right, right yeah. <laughs> if you were in the game today, you'd get crushed. Yeah. yeah, well, I didn't. I played the game at the time I played the game, you know.
0: The, the next three, Whoopi Goldberg, Richard Lewis, Judy Tenuta. I mean... You, you, my thing about Judy Tenuta is I I think she's very funny, but she's not everybody's taste. Not everybody's bag. Super unique. Uh, very.
1: Very unique. So I, I could see why someone would put her on the list for that if they don't get it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. take issue with that one uh, too much, you know?
0: Richard Lewis, though? No, not even wouldn't close. Have, wouldn't wouldn't have put him on. Stupid, Uh Jimmy Fallon, who I barely consider to be a stand-up at all.
1: Yeah, but also is a pretty good stand-up if yeah. you watch him.
0: Uh, Kathy Griffin. Again, not everyone's cup of tea.
1: Maybe not your cup of tea, but to say, I mean, she is a very funny comedian. So yeah. to, you know,
0: Carlos Mencia. <sighs> and then Dane Cook is number 1.
1: Okay. Carlos Mencia, this list is obviously made by somebody on the peripheries of comedy that just goes with the hack answers to whatever. Carlos Mencia is when you watch him live, is crazy. I remember watching him live at the Club, destroy for two hours. People lift, their hair's all messed up. They, yep. they, it was, he, he was He's that funny. Now, I could see why he'd make the list because of all the allegations of... Uh, him lifting.
0: stealing stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I asked him dr- direct when we were hanging out, and his explanation, I was just like, okay, because uh, I was like, I don't believe it at all. Um, <laughs> and then Dane Cook, I, it's kind of trendy to crap on Dane Cook, but I... The guy, you can't say he's not a funny dude, man. That guy is super funny.
0: To me, he I would put him kind of like on that same, the same argument as, as Carrot Top. You can say you hate him. Right. But if you went to the show, you'd be laughing your ass off. Right. And I dare you to say you hate him after that. You
1: know who's like that musically? Coldplay. Yeah. Everyone makes fun of Coldplay. But I actually won stupid tickets. Uh, I think it was from Billy at the Rumble seat <laughs> that he had won from you guys or whoever. <laughs> and they sent me, to. and I went to Coldplay, and I was like, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what this is. They were, live, they were
0: fantastic. Let me ask ask you this. Let's switch it up a little bit. Who do you think is, like, one of the most underrated comics of all time?
1: Who? Of all time? Of
0: all time. One of the most underrated.
1: One of the things that always bothers me is everyone always talks about Patrice O'Neal with, like, a reverence, and they should, because he was fantastic. But not long before Patrice passed, Greg Giraldo passed away. Yep. And to me, Greg Giraldo was unbelievable and not talked about hardly close to as much as he should be
0: comics do though comics, comics do. when they talk about Geraldo, they talk about you know uh, uh, how, how amazing
1: he, he is he was brilliant he was quick-witted uh, uh, you know on state you couldn't throw him his material was with beyond reproach you couldn't throw him and, and the guy was brilliant he was a he was a columbia educated like wall street investment lawyer yeah and he was just like i'm done with this two years into that he was like i'm done i'm just gonna be a comedian and he did
0: yeah and he was fantastic
1: fantastic
0: i think Two guys who yeah, I think were like totally underrated. One I would say would be Bernie Mac. That guy would would destroy a crowd. Not they wouldn't just be laughing. They would he would destroy them, Bur- and he would come right out of the gate doing it.
1: I would make the I would make this argument against saying he's underrated. Kind of, he is underrated amongst our folk, amongst the average white guy comedy fan. Yeah, but in the black community, they knew how good that dude was
0: unbelievable
1: right, right yeah until he passed that there are certain guys like that that like earthquake is another one yep that they'll never have to worry about having an audience again for the rest of their lives because they're that amazing i feel like bernie's like one of those guys yeah
0: and the other one i think is still the most underrated is is gilbert godfrey
1: oh i love i love gilbert
0: i love him too and the reason i i, I say this because i have seen him <laughs> i still still <laughs> i i loved him for this uh cuz he used to be on a, a show I was on years and years ago yeah. fairly regularly and every time it was just the, it was just the same damn thing there was nobody funnier but he could lose a crowd have them ready to walk out and boo and yeah. you know want refunds and at the drop of a hat he would twist that audience around and, and all of a sudden they it's it's a, they're standing on the tables and and applauding the guy I've never seen anybody have the ability to do
1: that time I, and time again I loved him. I still have his number in my phone. I won't take it out of my phone, you know, and sometimes when people die well, like, I don't
0: think he's gonna answer.
1: You know, <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. But I will say this about him. Uh hilarious and offstage, one of the sweetest guys. He's very yeah. quiet, soft spoken off stage. Very. But he is notoriously cheap. And I will tell you, very well earned reputation. Uh, I was checking him into his hotel in Springfield, actually a year old hotel. I was real classy. I put him up at the La Quinta. <laughs> and uh, I'm checking him into the La, La Quinta, and he he's asking the lady, well, can I ask you one more thing? Do you have a shaving kit? And she was like, oh sure, we have a shaving kit. And he's like, can I have two? And she's like, uh, sure. You could tell she's like, you're here for one night. What do you need yeah, two one to shave? One to shave and one right. to bring home. And then he just keeps asking for things, and she and I thought he was running a bit. <laughs> I was like, clearly he's doing this to make me laugh, you know, because right. I've heard the stories or whatever. And then we're getting up to his room. He takes the stuff and he puts it into a bag that contains like a hundred other shaving kits and <laughs> random stuff that he got. I'm mean, like, if that's a bit, that's hilarious, <laughs> you know. But it wasn't a bit. Yeah, I remember.
0: I remember him being on a show I was on years ago, where I was laughing so much, I walked out of there with a migraine headache and I felt like I was going to throw up. Oh yeah, because he was. It was. He was that unbelievable.
1: He's he, it, and he was uh, for a comic. Like doing the craft, the whole idea of yep. taking the darkest stuff and making a joke, whether or not you people say it's too soon or whatever, that's what that guy did his whole career.
0: Yeah, it's always it's always amazing. It, it's always cool to see when it, when a comic goes up, and all the other comics that are in the club come out because they need to. They yep. they not just want to. See, they have a feeling they need to see yep. him. Yeah. And he was like one of those guys. Yeah, but everybody just came out and just you know was in
1: awe of him. Louis Louis one of those guys like yep. that. Actually uh kid that I knew he reminded me of this when I said with Bax and
0: Nagel and Mark Caparni and Rock One O Two, it's time for news brought to you by Villa Napolitana, their night of comedy coming up April twenty sixth. Get your tickets. Today, the property that makes up the Eastfield Mall has officially been sold. Onyx Potter partners purchased the property for four and a half million dollars from Mountain Development. Which currently owns the mall, Onyx plans to redevelop the mall into a complex titled Eastfield Commons. And it will include retail outlets, office, and other services. The mall currently hosts a variety of mom-and-pop businesses with uh, commercial stores that include LensCrafters and Old Navy. Who doesn't want to go get some glasses and some old navy clothes uh the, uh, the me we can't <laughs> announce all the tenants yet but in the media recently you've heard old navy chick-fil-a and a number of others uh coming into the uh eastfield commons according to a brian kaplan vice president of development for onyx we hope to announce some more stores in the future as well still no uh, definitive answers where these ma and pa small businesses that are still in the mall are going to go
1: Probably probably some of them are going to be put out of business. And then uh, we're homogenizing yeah. America again.
0: That's right. We're taking down a, a perfectly good shopping mall and replacing it with another shopping yeah. mall.
1: And everyone can say that's great until the next pandemic happens and you've got no parking lot to sit in. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to yeah. get tested? You can't even get vaccinated in a vacant uh, J C JCPenney's anymore, so...
0: East Hampton school officials will meet on Tuesday to resume their search for the next superintendent of schools after failing to reach agreements with two candidates, each ending in controversial ways. The uh, school committee is scheduled to meet at 6 o'clock, April 25th. It will be a virtual-only Zoom call because that's the way they like to do things. Oh, gosh. Mayor uh, Nicole LaChapelle said in an interview uh, yesterday on Monday that, she, uh, that there are a number of different paths that they could take. The options before the school committee would be to vote to re-engage with one of the previous candidates or they could vote to engage with a third finalist recommended by the school committee by a search with another search committee uh that has yet to come up for a vote or begin an entirely new process from the very beginning uh school officials as you know voted to uh, hire Dr. Vito Peron on March 30th uh those talks ended a week later and uh you know what that was all about and then uh Dr. Erica Faginski-Stark Withdrew last Friday after students from the high school raised concerns about posts she had put online about transgender athletes in high school and college sports.
1: <sighs> I think we know what the the path they should take is, right? Listen, you, you had guy his job back, give yeah, or well, it, save yourself a lot a lawsuit.
0: Well, you know, I think that's the the, the most logical point of view. You know, it, again, you had. You had the confidence enough to offer him the job in the first place. Right. And for whatever reason, uh, whether it was the email or the right. fact you had to do a wellness check on him at 12, 15 in the morning, whatever it may be, because he just didn't want to answer the phone call from you. I guess that oh, was all God. targeted. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever the, the reason might be, he was the most qualified of the three people who were. Running for this?
1: How? how so th- what? Th- what did they? They sent someone to his house at twelve fifteen to tell him he was having the job or something like that.
0: They sent the police
1: to be like, "You're hired."
0: Yeah. Could you? Uh, the uh, school committee is trying to reach you. Could, could you please call them at twelve fifteen in the morning?
1: Could you imagine the ego on people to be like, "Hey, this guy could be at home," you know, with who knows if he's got little kids or whatever. Yeah. This is such a big, special job. Like he's like he's becoming the vice president, becoming president. Send them right away to right. tell him. You're East Hampton. You know what I mean? Well, You're the, not the head of American schools. You're just East Hampton schools. Right. Hey, how about call him during business hours? That's when those normal people do business. I, how about calling when he's
0: not likely to have fallen asleep yeah. because you had him for 12 hours that day? Ugh. Ugh. You know, the other thing is, it's like, so- they told him that they were they, – so yeah. when he called them, they told him at 12.50 in the morning, we would like to hire you, and the uh, the salary is $151,000. Yeah. Now, he's been working as the interim superintendent in West Springfield. The money's a little bit better in West Springfield. Yeah. And so he – and he said, well, are we negotiating now at 12.50 in the morning or because, you know, I mean – Right. And they said, no, that's going to be the salary. And he just said, well, okay, I'm just – I'm asking because – you know i'm making more in west springfield i would like to have the job sure. i just want to know if there's any movement in it perfectly good uh reasonable thing to say except the chairwoman the chairperson of the school committee thought that that was uh, offensive that uh, he was being so uh obstinate in negotiating at 12 in the morning
1: you're east hampton <laughs> right. need i say it again if it wasn't for biggie supermarket a taco place and uh, and a food truck on the side of the road you, no one cares. What, first of all, can I ask this question? You said he was the interim superintendent at West Springfield. Did they hire a permanent superintendent Yeah, in West Springfield? That I don't know. Because if they didn't, might I say to Mayor Will, who is a great guy in yep. West Springfield, a uh, fantastic uh, guy, good mayor, right? He's still mayor, right? He's
0: still mayor. Right.
1: So I would say to Will and all those people on the school committee at West Springfield hey, don't let this guy get away. You got a good you got a good guy there. You got somebody who's that committed that gets dragged through the mud that way and all yeah. that lunacy of dealing with those lunatics.
0: And still comes in here and, and outclasses everybody on that school committee.
1: Right. And he's like, hey, it's still about the kids. I'd still take the job. Got to respect the hell out of that. Yeah. Because yeah. he could sue right now and know that he's going to make money, never have to go and deal with that place and see those people again. Yeah. And he's still like, I don't even care about the people. It's not about the people. Put my ego aside. I want to help the kids. Tell you what, seems like a valuable asset to me if I'm in West Springfield. Do I really want to let that guy get away? I I, don't know.
0: I don't know. After initially granting a community group permission to have a pride event, the North Brookfield Board of Selectmen rescinded the permit on the grounds that a planned drag show during the event constituted adult entertainment. The Board of Selectmen initially granted Rural Justice Network the uh, the necessary permits to have their small-town pride event with a drag performance on June 24th in the town common... Uh, uh and but the press release well, well, <laughs> well me. let me just uh, go back here uh so they're going to do this this pride event and sure. there's a drag show okay attached to it uh the the town is saying oh absolutely not this is this is adult entertainment the aclu is now calling for the board to reconsider its decision and allow rural justice network to host it uh because there's nothing overtly offensive about a drag show it's just right. mu- music and yeah. and whatever but there are people on this uh, on this board that think that this is going to be offensive and an adult you know what really is adult entertainment <clears throat> Kevin Hart at the Mass Mutual Center was probably adult entertainment he probably used coarse language throughout the show <gasps> yes, yes I know uh you know any any performance that has even a, a, a modicum of potentially offensive material is adult entertainment. This is this is not listen. This is not to me. This is not to anything I, to be worried about.
1: It's not adult at all. I, listen, I did a show last night. I was telling you, we we had uh, over a hundred people. Shout out to all the listeners and the YPS folks who came out and made last night great. Uh, you know, we're not exactly Kevin Hart numbers, but we we were doing okay. Um, <laughs> That is not adult. It's weird. Do you have to like it? You don't. It could. You can be like, this is different. It's weird. I don't know. I've never seen it before. North Brookfield is not exactly a city that's cosmopolitan where I'm sure they have drag brunch every Sunday. You know what I mean? No. It's not New York City. So it's definitely weird to them, right? It's, it's,
0: it's weird to the, to some of the members of the, uh, of the board. Like, right. for example, uh, Vice Chairman John Tripp said uh, that uh, this, he could not see how a drag performance could be family-friendly. Apparently, North Brookfield has a, a prohibition on all adult entertainment except by special permit, and only in industrial zones. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, the best kind of entertainment always happens <laughs> at like industrial an industrial zones. park, yeah. you know, something that's zoned for industry, you right. know, that kind of thing. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, let me finish doing my piecework.
1: Nothing fun happens in a residential business. A no, uh, good God. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go industrial. <laughs> uh, Look, I will say this. There are drag shows in some of the comedy clubs that I am. They come on like the late show, like uh, when I'm at Mohegan Sun, Comedy Mohegan. Sometimes on the Friday night or Thursday night, they'll have a drag show after the the 8 o'clock comedy show. Um, I've watched it both ways. I've watched it where it's thoroughly entertaining and not something that I would be opposed to, you know, an old enough kid watching. And then I've seen a few of them where I'm like, weesh. Sure. So, but
0: again, but they're right. but they're playing to the to the crowd. If right. if, if uh, you were going to do a drag show in the middle of the day and That's it's it. basically a matinee show, right. well then you wouldn't necessarily go that far into a, you know, right.
1: a, It's like when someone calls me for a corporate gig, you know, and they're hey, would you do our holiday party? They're, I I don't wheel in there like, yeah, here's some great stuff and just start, you know, swearing up a storm and, yeah. and and trying to do bits that work in comedy clubs. I I try to play it down the line and then feel the crowd and push it as much as you can, but you're never going to do what you might do in a, in a dirty nightclub at uh, 10 p.m. or whatever. you got to trust in the professionals, I guess. I don't know.
0: The uh, world's largest pancake breakfast will be held this May in downtown Springfield. The event, will, the event will be held on May 13th from 8 to 11 on Main Street from State to Bridge. Uh, this year's event will celebrate Springfield's 387th birthday.
1: Wow! Yeah, three hundred and eighty-seven
0: well, years, uh, almost to the day.
1: No one thought we would see a hundred. No, you know what? <laughs> I'm sure after the first fifty, um, some <laughs>
0: some people said we're never going to make it to fifty-five.
1: I can tell this last fifteen has been pretty rough. <laughs> We've really hit a wall. <laughs> the um, uh, honorary
0: chair of this year is going to be uh, Springfield the Police Superintendent Cheryl Claprood. That's cool. Yeah.
1: And uh,
0: again, this is they chose this day because the city was founded. On May fourteenth, sixteen thirty-six. That's according to uh, to Judy Matt.
1: Um, Judy Matt, The last time I was here, I think it was with Steve when you were on. Uh, she brought us. Um, she brought us uh, baked goods from uh, uh, the 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 really awesome. Uh, why is it uh, the the Great Deli that everyone uh, knows and loves? There's one in the South End and one in East Longmeadow. Uh, oh, uh, 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 Frigo's. frigos yeah,
0: you. no, she always,
1: she always brings, like, she, a big spread of food. Yeah, she brought us Frigo's, so.
0: Yeah, very kind of her. Yeah. You know, we, after an hour or two of this, you just, yeah. You know, I might go eat a
1: pancake or two. If I'm in town, I'm eating pancakes. Just to support her. She was great.
0: It's, uh, 643 with Bax and Nagel and. Rock 102, Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. It's 651 and uh, ACDC. With Baxen Nagel and Marty Caproti <laughs> of Rock One Hundred Two, uh, ACDC, as you know, is uh, is played very often here on Rock One Hundred Two. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. And uh, coming up next hour, we're going to talk to uh, Chris Freeman and uh, Brian Welch, two guys from the uh, the from the world's first and only all gay ACDC tribute band, uh, Gay C D C. They are fantastic, and uh, we'll be talking to those guys. Just after seven o'clock this morning.
1: That's gonna. I am looking forward to that so much.
0: They're actually coming to the the Boston area, and that show is almost sold out. Uh, they're going to be at uh, it's a club called O'Brien's Pub in Alston on the 29th and it's you know unfortunately that's going to fill up pretty damn quick
1: this just then they've added a day playing the north brookfield town fair <laughs> <laughs> just for the selectmen. <laughs> yeah yeah they'll i think they'll really enjoy that somebody should combine a gay a gay C D C live drag show
0: you know if you saw them on stage you'd say well it's almost kind of
1: like that now it's kind of the most talented
0: unbelievable hey
1: Real quick, uh, I
0: want to mention uh, the uh, Baxi's Musical podcast this week. I've been talking about uh, John Linnell from They Might Be Giants. Yep. Posted that one. Posted one yesterday. Uh, Ahmad with uh who just played with the Ya yeah, Ya yeah, and Folk Implosions, got a bunch of solo records out. Uh, he's my guest uh, on the podcast now. And then next week, uh, Deborah Ayal from the, uh, the band Romeo Void. They had oh, two right? big hits back in the 80s, uh, yep. Never Say Never, and uh, A Girl in Trouble is a temporary thing. Two great hits. <laughs> Really, But a really cool interview. They've got a new live album that's coming. It's actually in stores this weekend, which is uh, Record Store Day. I believe, uh, I think it's tomorrow. So, uh, really cool interview. You'll be able to hear that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com.
1: Well, they have the title, A Girl in Trouble. They said girl, which I find to be a microaggression. They will never be superintendent in East Hampton
0: schools. Probably (laughs) not, but uh, that was a... A major club hit back in my day. Yeah, yes, it was. So anyway, uh, so there's that, and uh, also we get the Thunderbird hockey tickets for not only tonight's game, but tomorrow's if it's needed. It's I
3: believe. <laughs> <laughs> it's my the, sad
1: wolf, the wounded wolf yeah. pack. Right. I uh, tonight uh, tonight. Uh I'm I, I'm pulling for the Thunderbirds to do this. Take it to game three and win game three. Please, fellas. Yeah. I mean it's every every game right now is a must
0: win situation. I so. can't be
1: on the air openly trashing Hartford and then have to show my face next week in Hartford.
0: Yeah, and you and you don't want to jinx what's gonna happen tonight and tomorrow. Right. Right. So right. there
1: you have it. It's
0: uh six fifty five with Bax Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve on Rock 102. Now,
1: Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's 4-Step. Four, 4 easy steps to an awesome Lawn. Hey! Good morning,
0: sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember a few years back, uh, say like 2018, when former Patriots defensive coordinator Matt Patricia was hired to become the next head coach of the Detroit Lions? Well, I sure do. I also remember specifically stating that Detroit is where football careers go to die. Two years later, after amassing a horrifying record of 13 wins and 29 losses and a tie, Matt Patricia was shown the door, just like the previous dozen head coaches who have been fired by the Lions over the last 23 years. I'm sure... You might also recall the Patriots hiring him back to call offensive plays for Mac Jones despite not having any professional experience to do so. And what happened? That experiment was an abject failure. Here's a question for you. Do you have any idea how long it's been since the last time someone became a head coach in the NFL ever again after being the head coach of the Detroit Lions? The last guy was former Lions head coach George Wilson. In 1966, when he was hired by the Miami Dolphins to drive that team into the ground as well, where he was replaced by the legendary Don Shula nearly 57 years ago. Why am I bringing this up? Because according to reports, Matt Patricia is set to become the senior defensive assistant for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's not going to be the defensive coordinator. That job already went to Sean Desai, who was hired back in February. He's just been hired to advise that guy. No, I'm not saying that Matt Patricia's a bad coach. I'm just saying that his career has been a horrible nightmare ever since he left the Patriots in the first place, thinking... That he had the goods to turn the Detroit Lions into something that looked like a professional franchise. But did he listen to me? No, he did not. And as a result, his career, his reputation, and his prospects for future head coaching positions has been permanently ruined forever. Why? Because of exactly what I just told you. And that is this and that is this. Detroit really is where football careers go to die. It's just that people within the NFL have failed to look at the indisputable evidence that proves my point. So, so long, Matt Patricia. Thanks for messing it all up. But hey, enough of my Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Got a spring painting project? A Lot of people do. Rockies has paint advisors at every single store. They got an eye for color. They share tips and tricks and advice. You're not on your own. Plus, Benjamin Moore paint, Cabot Stains, and more. Got paint? See the paint advisors at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102,
2: Springfield's classic Classic Rock.
0: to Springfield's Classic Rock. What you are hearing there is the world's first and only all-gay ACDC tribute band on Rock 102. Gay CDC. That's their uh, version of Dirty Dudes Done Dirt Cheek. Uh, they are going to be appearing at O'Brien's Pub in Austin, around the Boston area on the 29th. When I tell you these guys are fantastic, I am I am
1: not pulling your leg when you when I tell you you couldn't pay me enough money to clean their tour bus. I really mean. I'm pretty sure they tidy up after themselves. I'm pretty sure about
0: that. Anyway, they're on the phone with us right now. It's uh, singer Chris Freeman and drummer Brian Welch on Rock 102. Dudes, I'm so happy to have you with me today. I uh, you know, having seen ACDC a couple dozen times and working for a radio station that plays ACDC about 15 to 20 times a day. I mean, here you guys are with the first, the world's first all gay ACDC AC/DC tribute band. My question to both of you is, what took so long?
2: <laughs> this is well. What's really interesting <laughs> is um, I had a, a band in LA with some uh, other gay musicians, and we were doing an all-gay tribute to the Go-Go's, and we were called the Gay Gays. <laughs> And eventually we ended up doing the after party for when the Go-Go's quit touring. So their last show in LA Um, and Brian was in the band at that point. And then our singer at the time said, you know, I'm kind of done. And so we thought, well, what other kinds of gay tributes could we come up with And our guitar player and in the gay gays at the time said, you know, we were just tossing out names randomly and he said, how about gay CDC? And and I went, hold on. And and Brian was like, "Oh come on, that must have already existed." We were all on our phones looking it up. Like that's got to be a band already. So that's why it took so long, is because we hadn't thought of it yet.
3: Well, and the only
2: thing, the only
3: thing we could find and doing a search was some random, like it was either a hockey team or a volleyball team or something in the Netherlands in a locker room singing "Highway to Hell." And they called it dirty. They called it dirty. They called it Gacy DC, but they they had it something else, and that was the only thing we could find. It was the only thing that said Gacy DC. And we all looked, and that was the only thing that came up. And I was like, I still can't believe this doesn't exist. But within ten minutes, Chris had the logo. He had the look. He had. He knew he wanted the lightning bolt with the feather boa over it. And then immediately it was like ricocheting. We just th- started throwing out song titles. Well, it's it's we had whole dirty dudes done dirt cheap. <laughs> We had uh, a whole lot of Jose like big balls. We didn't have to change at all. Oh no, it's,
0: it's it's artistically perfect just as it is. You, you, you perfect. Keep your hands <laughs> off the big balls. They, they they don't need to be touched. I was I was watching <laughs> I was watching videos of you guys on on uh, on YouTube, and to me, it's everything that a tribute band you know, should be one, you're great musicians 2 you're having a, the time of your life doing it. It's just, you know, you know, whenever you see a tribute band, they're taking themselves so damn seriously. It's like, I'm not interested, but if I see a tribute band that's saying, you know what, let's go a hundred percent into this. I'm like, all right, that's the way it's supposed to be done.
2: Yeah. And that's really it. I mean, for me as a musician, and I've kind of felt this way from being in tansy division as well is the um. It, Do it because you love it. Yeah. There's no other reason to be doing it because we've all got other work, you know, day jobs and stuff, and we can afford to make it be a, a, you know, a passion piece. You know, it's really something that we're passionate about.
3: When we when we started, it was in that little rehearsal room um, called Cascade Studios, and it was in the space of 20 minutes that, like I said, Chris had come up with the logo. He had the look. But we, the three of us knew inherently that we didn't want to look like ACDC. We wanted it to be a show. I think most
0: people we, would say that.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> we said, why, why be like every other ACDC tribute band? There are so many of them, and there are so many amazing, brilliant ACDC tribute bands that look exactly like them and play exactly like them. And we can't even compare, we can't even, you know, compare to that like we don't we don't want to what we thought was like what if acdc had a bunch of gay brothers and they were (laughs) they were going to put a band together right so from there it grew like we want to do a show we want to change the song titles we want to be the band that we would have loved to have seen growing up right and but the three Mm -hmm. of us all had that in common like we didn't even really talk about it we just kind of like yeah this is what it's going (laughs) to be
0: this is uh, Chris Freeman and uh, Brian Welch from Gacy DC. You know, it, 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 ACDC is not typically seen as uh, anything beyond heterosexual territory. I mean, it's, it's kind of like Judas Priest used to be in the seventies, but people, uh, people's, <laughs> people's eyes. Be. Yeah. Used to be, you know, people's eyes certainly uh, opened up. It's funny that you chose this untapped body of work to focus on because never did, uh, did ACDC give you an opportunity to have any, uh, you know, salacious, provocative song titles or, you know, anything that would lend themselves into a, into a full gay treatment. I mean, just, they really avoided <laughs> that territory.
3: We didn't kind of choose it. I, I think it chose us. Carl was, was messing around with playing back and black and, and, and he stopped and he was like, gay CDC. And it, it just was a no brainer because it, we all I've said it before, you know, we all have ACDC running in our, in our DNA, and it was a no-brainer. What became the the challenge was who was going to be our Angus. Chris was planning on playing bass. So we then were saying, you know, who are we going to get as a singer? The, the two big things that yeah. is the focal point of the band, right? Like, we have the band, but we don't have the band. Who are we going to get? And Chris, in his mind, like, when we walked out of that studio, he was already working on it. He already had leads. <laughs>
0: And actually, vocally, I mean, while well, you have a much softer sound than like a Brian Johnson or even a Bon Scott, you sing fantastic, and the, the, the band just sounds so damn good, and you do a really good job. It is maybe the most challenging vocal to emulate, either one of those guys, because your throat should normally just fall right out of your head.
3: Right. Well, I think Chris might have frozen, so um, I will pick up <laughs> where we came to uh, have Chris as our vocalist he was very adamant after we were talking about auditioning some folks and reached out to some singers. There was one singer who, who wanted to do it, but um, he wanted to do it only if we changed the name. And we said, no, no, the whole point is the name. So we, we became a little frustrated. Um, And so a couple days later, Chris texted me and said, you know what? I think I want to try out immediately i think well you're going to play bass and sing well okay i mean we're completely turning this on its head so why not like that he's like no 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 i've got someone in i I, i've got someone in mind for bass but i think i want to try out for to be the singer
0: that's amazing so
3: uh, he knew he knew glenn our our bass player and he had approached him and we had gotten steve already and uh, so we set up a, a time where Chris came in to audition, and we same rehearsal studio, and he he we did it so that he would audition just like any other singer. Uh, we gave him a time to be there, and he showed up. He had all his stuff. We told him what songs we were going to run through. We ran through the songs. He he put his stuff away. He walked out the door, and uh, we said we'll call you. We'll call you later. And that's how it went. And you, and, and you made him wait. That's perfect. We did make him wait. We did. Yeah. We took a little glee in that. I will, I won't lie. Yeah. I won't lie. We, we, we did kind of take a little bit more time than probably we should have, right. but um, it was a decision because, you know, he's not in the register of, of a bond or a Brian. He's got his own thing going. And because, he is you know sort of known in pansy division as a a singer so he's he is a vocalist we're like you know this absolutely could work and he already told us how he was going to sort of change his inflection and and go about uh, doing the songs and the one thing we said is that we're not changing any of the keys we're not going to down tune we're not going and he said no no we're going to do it exactly. And that's what happened, and that was ten years ago.
0: My, that's unbelievable. You know what's what's crazy about it is, you know, as I'm going through the the catalog of ACDC songs, I'm, I'm, th- you know, I see the Jack Squealer, Kicked in the Teeth, Beating Around the Bush, Love Hungry Man, Snowballed. There's nothing gay about that band at all.
3: No, it's the he- most heteronormative <laughs> rock band on the planet. You
0: know? <laughs> yes, it is. But we but it, but you know when you when you apply you know one treatment over another you say hey you know maybe maybe we were wrong about this band all along <laughs> maybe well, they're
3: a lot gayer than we thought we i won't lie you know there was a couple times we thought mm, this is you know this is definitely going to rile some feathers this is going to <laughs> but also in the very beginning i mean we did not think we would be sitting here 10 years yeah. later we thought we were playing maybe some backyard parties, would maybe play the Eagle. We could never have imagined that this was going to have the legs that it, that yeah. it has.
0: Now, you, you guys are coming to uh, the Boston area. This is actually going to, to close out your tour. You're coming to uh, O'Brien's Pub on April 29th in uh, in Austin and Harvard Street.
3: And My hometown. It, Alston, i from Boston. I
0: was going to ask because I, I, I can hear it, and I know you guys are from California-based, but you are from Austin.
3: I am from Saugus, Massachusetts. Saugus.
0: But uh, there you uh, go. I
3: worked for tons and tons of Boston bands, and so I've played every every place there was to play. Um, so this is our, this is our second time back in Boston. The first time we came back, we played the Middle East. Yeah. Um. And now we're coming back. Um. And we're playing uh, on a Saturday night, and we're very very excited. We have Ground Lift opening for us. It's Going to be a really great show. And I will say that. Uh, I was informed by the promoter that there's very few tickets left,
0: really. Good to know. has uh, has anyone come up to you with the idea of a, a gay CDC sponsorship deal? I mean, I'm pretty sure Bud Light's looking into cracking into new markets right now.
3: <laughs> well, you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of the question. Um, <laughs> you know, you bring up a very a very good point. you know we sort of laugh about it, but it also we know that more than ever we need to be out there. Yeah, just the name alone. We need to be out there letting people know that A, we're doing this, and B, that we're everywhere. And that it's more important now than ever that if a young kid sees us doing this, or even someone in their 40s sees us doing this, that maybe it gives them the courage, the inspiration to maybe go to their first pride march, maybe actually go out on a date with someone, maybe pick up an instrument, maybe join a band. If it gives them that strength, then everything we do is is worth it if we reach one, one person and i know we've reached more than that but you know i don't want to think of the 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 idiots that are shooting up bud light cans i want to think of the people that want to come see us and leave with courage and and inspiration to be themselves to be who they are and to encourage others to be who they are
0: i absolutely agree and i'll tell you what i don't care what you're drinking if you're buying the next round i don't it, it could be anything <laughs> It could be literally anything. Guys, I, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, welcome back, Chris. It's too bad
2: we're almost out of time. Thanks, yeah. Sorry, my phone got too hot. and said uh. I'm not working or sitting in the car. <laughs> Sorry. No, listen, I, I appreciate <laughs> <it>
0: <laughs> I appreciate you guys uh, joining me today. GCDC DC coming to Boston. Alston on uh, Harvard Street at uh, O'Brien's Pub on the 29th. Great to see both of you. Uh, Chris Freeman, Brian Welch, KCDC, really Thank appreciate you.
2: it. Thank you so much.
0: You. you bet. It's uh, Baxin. Backson- Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 728. And the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in uh, for the remainder of the day. Steve is back on uh, on Monday just in time to talk to uh, Scott Cohen. So you can imagine how excited, how, yeah, how excited he'll be for that homecoming. Uh, everyone's got a project that they want to finish. Sometimes it's a big dream home improvement, and sometimes it's an absolute necessity because things are starting to fall apart. Rock 102 wants to help you get there. With Pick Your Project brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements, you could win $3,000 in cash, which you could use towards any number of things, including replacing your roof or skylight with Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements, or updating your kitchen with Cal's Building Supply, designing your dream closet with Master Custom Closet, or carpentry carpentry repair or maintenance from Home Pro Handyman, or design, installation, and repair of vinyl aluminum. Chain Lincoln Wood Fences from A Signature Fence. If you want to win, it's real simple. You just go to rock102.com and sign up. One winner chosen at random. It's Pick Your Project, brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements. You can visit them at DaveMinorRoofing.com and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Big show last night. How'd that go? Oh, well, yeah, yeah
1: it was good. Uh, we were pretty much sold out. Um, I was throwing out some extra chairs towards the end of the night. Nice. And, uh, I mean, a great combination, the folks from uh, from YPS and um, also uh, all the listeners and then our regulars. So it just it was the perfect storm of a, of a very packed show. Very good. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I sucked, but uh, all well, the I comments mean, I, were amazing. <laughs> what were people's expectations? Really? Ex- well, as I said, you know, by the time they got to me on the show, I was like, look, you had dinner, you had six great comedians this is about eight cents worth of value that i'm bringing to this and you might as well you might as well enjoy this eight cents and you got ray harrington tonight and uh, tomorrow night. yes uh, ray who was on the air with us yesterday uh ray harrington uh tonight and tomorrow night uh we have emo phillips coming up uh, in may awesome which is going to be great uh we have marilyn uh rashkeb she's uh there in a couple weeks uh, we have Michael Rappaport coming in June. Those tickets are really selling fast. So Pete Corielli to too. Right? Pete Correale is another one. Great I one. I mean, how could you – you shouldn't miss Pete Correale if he's in your town. That's how great he is. He's coming up in May. And uh, also, uh, I just swapped out, not this weekend, but the next weekend I was going to be there. And um, my little buddy who opens for me has opened for me for years, uh, Brian Plum, is, uh, he's getting the – as they say in Major League, when they slap the right hand, they're bringing in the righty. He's getting the call up to the to the big leagues. He's headlining uh, his first weekend at Loft. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, so uh, tickets uh, tickets will be, uh, they're already on sale at LoftComedyClub.com for all those shows.
0: Very cool. It's uh, 731. We have news. And Marty Caproni filling in for Steve. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Serviu Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield, or serve you locksmith.com. Uh I have made no bones about it that i have exactly 3068 days 16 hours 27 minutes and six seconds before i retire from this godforsaken business and uh, and when i say that kind of mean it yeah after a certain period of time <laughs> i'm done I, it's i'm done it, uh, there'll be nothing left of me by that point joe biden will formally announce his 2024 re-election campaign as soon as next week Uh, Three people briefed on the discussions, uh, confirmed this yesterday. Uh, The people who spoke on condition of anonymity uh, to discuss internal deliberation say that uh, he's looking at Tuesday, uh, the 25th, uh, four years to the day since the Democrat entered the 2020 race and won. Hill is uh, he's 80 years old, 80 years old and intends to run for a second term. Now, he's 23 years older than me. I got 3,068 days, 16 hours, 26 uh, minutes, and 10 seconds. I can tell by the math that you're very serious
1: about what you're saying. (laughs) the level that goes into that.
0: If anybody, and I'm going to put this out of your mind now, comes to me on my 80th birthday and says, hey, you know what we'd like? We'd like you to do a radio show at the age of 80. You know what I would say? Get the F out of my house. Don't call me.
1: Remove me from your contacts. I do not want to be working at 84 years old. Or you might say, uh, I would like more applesauce and can somebody change me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which... Which a president should be able to eat solid food. You're absolutely right. right.
1: I'm just picturing some way through halfway through this term, just a, a diaper with a presidential seal on it. <laughs> Could you all cle- uh, please leave the Oval Office? They wheel in a changing table. <laughs> oh, boy. Here comes the chief. I, I, You feel bad for the guy. It's not a political statement either, because I don't really care what party you're on. But it's so crazy. They keep he like he falls down the stairs of the plane every other week. There's a video of him oh, tumbling down the stairs, right? Um, and then like a year ago, they put him on a bicycle. They were like, "We're going to show this country that he's still got it." And yeah. they put him on a bicycle, and then he proceeded to pedal off into a pile of bushes. <laughs> you know, my uh, my
0: dad turned eighty uh, yeah. this month. Okay, and he's a very active guy. Yeah. So he's, he's in really good physical and and mental shape. Okay, in really good shape. But if my dad told me today, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to run for an elected office and stay there until I'm 84. I think my sister and I would beg him mercilessly not to do something like that. Don't take on a stressful position at the age
1: of 80. Don't take on any position. No. Be happy that your position is I can stand up right. You know what I mean? Exactly. At 80 years old, I'm looking to really kind of
0: cool my jets a bit.
1: I I you know the other thing, and just so so we're fair and equal opportunity, on the other side of this coin is a guy who also is probably almost 80 years old, right? Seventy-eight or something like that. Yeah. Why in this country do we have an age, a starting age to become president? You have to be thirty-five years old to be president, which I agree with, by the way.
2: Yeah, that's right. Reason-
1: I think if you have a twenty year old, you know, you don't have the life perspective at 35 you have the life and you also have the energy you know what I mean the younger presidents tend to be more dynamic or whatever and have the energy for the job uh they always look like they've been through the ringer after those eight years though oh Um, I know because that's the level of stress you're making day to day um why is there not an age cap
0: wouldn't because I think sense? that I I don't know if this is for sure. I think there's a chance that could be to avoid any any discussion about something that could be discriminatory against someone's age. Now,
1: like wrong for, answer, I'll tell it you. It probably why, is the wrong answer because you're you're discriminating against a younger age group. So you could. I'll. The answer is because the founding fathers, as wise as we say they were. They at the time didn't foresee people living to be eighty years old that would still be running for. But back then, the life expectancy was probably fifty or sixty or whatever mm-hmm. the heck it was. So no one even thought we should probably make sure that there's not seventy-year-olds running around in diapers. Yeah, you know, with a red button. You know what I mean. <laughs> You know, not that they give them, I said this when Trump got elected, and I'll I, I'll say it with Biden now, not that they really give those guys the real red button. Both of them, what they did was just went to Staples and got an easy button, one of those easy buttons. Yeah, that was and easy. They, they just sanded off the easy and handed it to him. He's like, I have all the power in the world. Like, yeah, yeah, sure you do, Mr. President, sure.
0: Uh, East Hampton superintendent uh, is still up for grabs. The, uh, the school committee will meet on Tuesday to resume their search for the next superintendent of schools after failing, reaching agreements with two candidates, each ending in a controversial fashion. The uh, school committee meeting is scheduled for, uh, the 25th Tuesday at six o'clock. It will of course be a zoom only meeting. Mayor Nicole, uh, La <laughs> Chapelle said in an interview yesterday, uh, that there are a number of different pathways that they could take in choosing, uh, a superintendent. The options before the school committee would in- include to re-engage with one of the previous candidates, uh, to vote to engage with a third finalist recommended by the school committee by uh, as the as the search went on, and uh, also to start a brand new process and open it up to different people. Now, uh, I think many of us would say, well, Dr. Vito Perone seemed like a pretty good idea <laughs> up until that email uh, debacle, and uh, Erica Baginski-Stark seemed like a pretty good Uh, second candidate until she pissed a few high school students off with a post she wrote about, you know, transgender and female athletes. So uh, this is, uh, this is going on and another meeting next week to find out, well, what comes up next?
1: I mean, I don't know how hard it is to make the smart decision for the East Hampton taxpayer and say, Hey, this guy seems to care about kids. His big, his, the big uh, check against him is he used the salutation that everyone uses every day in their life in the real world right? yes and uh, and if we hire him we avoid a very costly probably into the millions of dollars lawsuit
0: I don't think there's any uh, question that if they don't go to him he's justified in a lawsuit in which I think he's gonna win
1: a hundred percent they are hundred percent
0: job. And so uh yeah, I think they're scrambling, trying to make it a f- – trying to suddenly make it a fair process. Right. To you know, well yeah, you know, we, we we we're facing something very serious here, a lawsuit that we didn't expect to get into because of our own fault, so let's try to fix this.
1: If if we're gonna be smart about this, right? Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't – if I was any other candidate, I wouldn't even apply for it watching what just happened to the 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 second candidate. No. You you, She gracefully stepped aside probably because they told her, hey, this is going to come out if you don't step aside. She steps aside, and then what happens the day after she steps aside? It still goes public. They drag her name through the mud. So now the next time she goes for a job in a different town, someone Googles it. They go, oh, did yeah. you say this? That's too hot to touch. Now you're damaging someone else's career. So if you're somebody with a PhD and you've spent all this time and effort working your way up, and you want a shot doing this, you're gonna avoid that that city like the plague.
0: I think anybody looking to apply for that job now, uh, yeah, you know, is, is going to be would be, under normal circumstances not even considered for this job. Yeah, because they they lack the qualifications or the experience to do it. Because I think anybody with experience looks at this and go, I'm not stepping into this. No. This is a mess.
1: If you were smart, you'd run. You'd yeah. run in the opposite but, direction. But
0: Dr. Perron, you know, to his credit, it's like willing to overlook a lot of that stuff and say, let's just right. do what's right for the kids. Right. And he gave that answer last week. And you know what? I got to applaud him because that was exactly the right thing to say.
1: And let me say, ladies and gentlemen, he did nothing wrong. See, see, I did there nothing wrong there either.
0: A, a Connecticut man was shocked to see what looked like a puffy cloud wandering outside his house on Tuesday. Eric Cormier of South Windsor, Connecticut, said on Tuesday, uh, his morning started off as normal, and then he was uh, getting ready to uh, to go to, to work at his uh, video game retail job uh, when his dog started to bark at their front door. And at the front door was a sheep <laughs> that would not leave the front stoop just stood there waiting to be left to be let in this, uh, sheep apparently, um, stayed for hours and would <laughs> not leave this guy's front step. So he, uh, he went to, he called authorities, he went to work. The authorities didn't really know what to do. And, uh, when he came back, the sheep was still there. No. Now I saw this story yesterday. I'm thinking, two things one the sheep wanted to knock on the door and say excuse me can I use your phone <laughs> or the sheep was there to sell uh low cost solar panels <laughs> so, going door to door <laughs> waiting for somebody to answer the answer the, you know open the
1: door or what if he asked you uh, if you have uh, acknowledged that Jesus is your Lord and yeah well there's that too although, pamphlet
0: although to their credit the uh, Jehovah witnesses yes, are yes. now writing handwritten letters
1: Oh really? To, and
0: that's and nice not touch. knocking on your door. If they know you're not there, they they, they leave a they leave a, a letter now. Oh, that's nice. I prefer the letter. I mean, I yeah, you know, the same result happens. I'm, I've never felt compelled to convert or you know, change how I uh, how I've I use my
1: faith. I have one of these stories where I don't know if I should share it right now. So I'm gonna share it the best I can. Okay, tell me. I'm ready. Um, there was a run there when I first bought my house. Of the, every, Almost every Sunday, someone from some religion would knock on my house, just one after another after another. And it would always be on a Sunday when I, and I was younger, so I'd probably be hungover or tired or whatever. And I remember one day, uh, I just couldn't take it. They had come like two times in a day, two different groups. So I, uh, I opened the door, and I actually invited them in my, uh, in my dining room. And I said, I would love to hear more about this. (laughs) What I didn't uh, tell you is I I had already queued up an adult website and had it playing on my laptop the entire time while they were sitting there. (laughs) Sure, yeah. But let me say this. Never, ever to this day has anyone else from a religion knocked on my door. It worked. Yeah. Oh no, it it, it totally works. They were like, that's the creepy guy.
0: (laughs) When I lived in uh, Forest Park many, many years ago, my next-door neighbor uh, was this wonderful guy yeah. uh, it, uh you know rabbi wolf great great guy lovely family and and everything else one day i'm minding my own business and i'm actually like doing some yard work yeah in, in, in the front yard and of course you know they come walking up my driveway and they say hello uh we're from uh, jehovah witnesses we'd like to uh offer you a, a copy of the watchtower and talk to you about uh our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I said, "Well, thank you very much. But I'm I'm a little busy here right now. Uh, I'd love to talk to you, but, yeah, you know, I am I'm, I'm I'm kind of pressed for time. Thank you very much uh for your time." And then they say, "Oh, thank you very much. I'm uh, we're sorry to disturb you. Um is your neighbor home?" And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> "Yes, he is." "Go to that guy. <laughs> see if see, see if you can work your magic on on the rabbi. I'm pretty sure He's going to give you a more definitive answer than me.
1: <laughs> Not only is he home, big Old Testament guy. Have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, you know, like later in the day he
0: came out and he kind of just kind of laughed at it because, it, you know, what else could you do? But, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> is your neighbor home? Yeah. Good luck with that one. Uh, this is a terrible story out of uh, Chickabee. A driver of the car that crashed into a Chickabee home killing his 13-year-old brother has now been charged in the case. 19-year-old uh, Stephen Bachman. Faced a judge Thursday morning, appearing in uh, Chickabee District Court for arraignment where he was accused. Now, at the time of the crash, he was out on bail on a uh, separate charge. The accident left his 13-year-old brother, Devont Byrd dead and the homeowner, uh, Joey Lucia, uh, seriously injured. Court documents reveal that the deadly crash followed a failed attempt by Chickabee, Chickabee Police to pull him over for speeding. Uh, the prosecution is uh, noting that this isn't the first time that uh, Bachman has run uh, into the police and uh, caused problems. Uh, Western Mass News obtained court documents to detail what police had, uh, what police said happened in uh, in February 2022. Uh, he was pulled over for driving 90 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone, by the way, in the same car Ugh. of the crash. Uh, officers state that Bachman didn't pull over right away when they went up to him. He sped up once they finally pulled him over. He claimed he didn't have a driver's license, and then the officers found uh, that he had a gun, which he did not have a license for, an open bottle of tequila in the back seat. And, uh, again, uh, a terrible, horrible story. But uh, this kid, uh, this young man, has got a lot of problems yeah, that's, in front and behind him. That's awful. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this uh, story uh, came out. Uh, the best bakery in Massachusetts.
1: Oh, I have my vote. What? I'm going to go coffee cup. No, it's not
0: uh, it's not the one. Although I would agree with you. That's a that's a pretty classic one.
1: Coffee comes great. The uh,
0: the best bakery in Massachusetts according to a Taste of Homes website is Springfield's very own Chamura Bakery in the Orchard. Ah, uh, well. I'd argue with I that one. With that started either. in 1902 by John Chamura, Polish bakery known for phenomenal rye breads and uh babkas and other delicious Polish products and then they started to incorporate some of the great Portuguese culture uh into uh, into their offerings and apparently they are the best uh, the best in the state.
1: You know, I, I get that bread sometimes. Uh, I don't like to shop at regular supermarkets a lot. I'm still like a mom and pop guy. Yeah. So Chickabee has a place called the f- uh, the Fruit Fair. Have you ever heard of this? I've been to the Fruit Fair. You've been yeah. to the Fruit Fair? Yeah. All right, a little tip for you. They have that rye bread. You get yourself some of that Chamora's rye bread, right? Yep. You get a fresh loaf. You go over to the deli. And you get the chicken salad. Sometimes it's titled chicken spread because it spreads rather than a chicken. It's not a chunky chicken salad. It is the best chicken salad you'll ever have in your entire life. At the fruit fair. At the fruit fair in Chicopee, you're you're sure about that? Tell them Marty sent you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, because uh, apparently Marty wants some free I chicken I spread. And they, they're handing me ten pound bag of it <laughs> out the back door. Thank you for the work. Um, no, it is really, really. That's it's one of my favorite sandwiches. To have. That's good to know. Mm-hmm.
0: I tell you, the coffee cup is awful good though.
1: Co- listen for your sweet coffee cup is you can't you can't go wrong. Which also coincidentally moved like right near my neighborhood. It took over the old Mickey's bike shop.
0: Yeah, no. I know. I went. I went. Through, my wife and I went there uh, not that long ago.
1: Oh, to, to coffee cup. Yeah, we had What's like called? a. You're over in the neighborhood. I would have met you for coffee. Well, how uh, you know. did you know? That's now listen, you know. Now we know. Now you know. Next time I'm over there, it was Mickey's Bike Shop building. First, the place I got my first bicycle is also the place I'm going to get my first diabetes. So it's really <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> it's going to be partly cloudy today, and then turning mostly sunny with a high of 72. Tonight, cloudy, low of 47. Tomorrow, cloudy and 68. It's currently...
1: That's what we need. We need more wounded wolf. That's the sound. That's the sad sound of a wolf in Hartford. I'm lost. Uh, I can't wait. Listen, I hope they win this year, but I hope next year they really take my advice under advisement and have a Nate Costa hair night. Where they just hand out wigs with perfect Nate Costa hair. Yeah, that would that for would be good. The, <laughs> Nate Costa night
0: totally deserves it.
1: Hey, I had something for you. Can I yeah. I don't want to take us on a on a side note. We don't have to talk about it right now, but uh Well then tease it. All right, I'm gonna tease it. We've been talking about a lot of retirement stuff. Yeah. Because of everything. I think later we should talk about some retirement stuff. Maybe uh retirement stuff with a certain New England athlete.
0: All right. We can do that and just
1: And now, Vax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it's always been my longstanding belief that if you are not cheating in professional sports, then you are simply not playing to win. I don't care if you're deflating footballs, shaving points, stealing signs with video cameras and trash cans, or plugging your body with muscle-building steroids. You can play the game fairly and squarely, or you can do what real professionals do, and that is to skirt the rules by any means necessary. Unfortunately, we have this tendency to be outraged when people get caught, and perhaps that's where all the problems lie. Since the alleged invention of baseball in 1839, pitchers have been smearing their balls with slop, junk, oils, bombs, lubes, lotions, grease, viscous suspensions, putty, glue, and lugers, and yet, despite the rules that prohibit these sort of substances, pitchers use them anyway. Why? Because they work. Yesterday, Major League Baseball suspended future Hall of Famer Max Scherzer of the New York Mets for 10 games for allegedly smearing a questionable substance on his pitching glove. This happened Wednesday afternoon against the Dodgers. uh, Scherzer was ejected from the game in the fourth inning when he was accused of using some sort of sloppy sauce on the balls. Scherzer claims he had nothing but rosin, which is allowed by the major leagues, and despite switching gloves at the request of an umpire, Scherzer was kicked out of the game for being unable to convince anybody that he was telling the truth. Why? Because he probably wasn't. And while he has been suspended for 10 games, which is the equivalent of just two starts, Max is planning on appealing that decision. Oh, sure, he'll stir out some kind of suspension. He'll also pay an undisclosed fine. But the reality is you can fully expect that at some point soon, Max Scherzer will find another way to doctor his pitches. Perhaps it'll be a big fat wad of Vaseline, or he'll use a squirt or two of some water-soluble Astroglide, Or maybe just go old school and dip his hands in a bucket full of melted butter. No matter what he's using, he'll use it again. Why? Let me repeat my earlier statement. Because it works. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There are grills, and then there's the Traeger Timberline. Wood-fired flavor, total temperature control. The Traeger Timberline usually costs you 2100 bucks, But now the Timberline is on sale for $1,400 at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102,
2: Springfield's Classic Rock.
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve on Rock 102.
1: Oh, are we going to talk about it? Can I talk about it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, of course. We were talking that length about retirement. Uh, I, I noticed that you happen to. I'm not saying that you're looking forward to it, but you happen to have it calculated down to not just the day, but the hour.
0: Well, I mean, I just want to. Uh, I just want to. I mean, I'm the. I have an app that counts it down for me. <laughs> okay. And I'm. I, I go to it every day. I mean, it really is my favorite app on my phone. I got. I got three thousand sixty-eight days, fifteen hours, forty-nine minutes, and fifty-two seconds. Until I can uh, officially <laughs> retire at the age of sixty-five, you know. I mean, that's you know. Every day you see it kind count, of, you know, the, the going down in descending order. You know, I, I haven't, I haven't cracked the three thousand day mark, but I'm only sixty-eight
1: days away from that. You should have a party when you do.
0: Well, I mean, no, I think I'll have a party when it's like, uh, like two. You know, like, they, <laughs> like that's that's the time to throw a party.
1: Like that last year, though, has to be like the extended. Remember when you're in high school or whatever, and the last like week before. Uh, summer break oh yeah it's it's not a real it's not real school every
0: every that week every day is going to be a senior skip day every single one
1: your last year here is going to be like that you're just going to come in maybe watch some movies i'm probably gonna get drunk in a parking lot somewhere (laughs) perfect that's 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 probably what i'm going to wind up doing interesting radio well, but, we were talking about retiring, and uh, while it's so appealing to you, and I would say probably most listeners because they—
0: Because by that point, you will have had more than enough of me.
1: No, not your, I'm not saying your retirement's appealing to the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, I'm saying retiring is appealing to the average person. Uh, but if Tom Brady is nothing, it is anything but the uh, average person. True. Yesterday, he
0: was a, he was a, a speaker, like the keynote speaker. Of this uh, emerge America uh, technology conference because you know when you think technology you think Tom Brady you're thinking of a 46 year old uh, has been quarterback with CTE oh yeah CTE (laughs) bad knees bad feet and uh, you know guy who can't you know pull out of the pocket long enough to throw you know him another pass but uh, he was asked by uh, one of the panelists there were like uh, two reporters who were you know barraging him with questions he was asked. Uh, whether he would consider coming out of retirement for yeah. the third time in his 100. career,
1: yeah,
0: and uh, and this is this is what it sounded like uh, yesterday at this at this conference. We're
2: spending a lot of time in Miami, now you call it home. Um, by chance, is there any chance that you're coming out of retirement and playing for the Finns? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I know. I I'm just saying. Gotta, <laughs> well, I will say. Now that I'm not affiliated with any team anymore, and even though I have strong um, ties with a couple teams, um, I do have some friends on the Dolphins that I really like. So uh, I wouldn't say I necessarily root for them all the time, <laughs> but I root for my friends to do well, and several of them play for Miami. So, awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Okay, you know what? Uh, knock it off. Just knock it off.
1: <laughs> Enough out of you. You know, you know what he's like? He's like the girl in high school right around prom time mm-hmm. that uh, flirts with everybody trying to get the multiple uh, date offers to the prom and then trying to pick the right date that's what he sounds like
0: yeah but you know in doing that uh you crush the souls and hearts of uh, young yeah. men who are were legitimately asking you to go to the prom
1: listen tom and i'm talking directly to you because i know you're listening <laughs> <laughs> i know you can't get enough skinnered in the morning yeah, tom so true uh, uh listen the fact that he said, I will say, the subtext of that is, I won't say that I'm not going to. So I will say I'm not a He's playing cutesy-wootsy. Now let me say this. I was hoping Tom would come back. I want to see Tom play until Tom really can't play anymore. He can, he can still play. Sure. Right? I wanted to see him come back and finish his career maybe one or two seasons with the Patriots. Mac Jones, sit on the bench, learn some stuff. I had a whole scenario that i thought would have been great and i think bob Kraft probably would have agreed with me with that scenario sure um but it's obviously not going to happen clearly that's fine and i cherish him he's one of my favorite sports figures ever especially in new england um but yeah shut up and just be (laughs) retired you jerk shut up my my feeling is um
0: there's a reason why you don't see a whole lot of 46 year old quarterbacks in the nfl yeah and the reason for that is after 46, you're not supposed to be playing quarterback no, in the NFL
1: You're like we were talking about Biden early you're like yeah. you're like an 80 year old president exactly. You're now pass your useful life. The only things that can happen
0: uh with Tom Brady in continuing to play football yeah is uh he he wins
1: mm-hmm.
0: he loses. Mm-hmm. Or he gets irretrievably injured and winds to having to have his food strained and blowing snot bubbles out of his nose all day. <laughs> those are the only three options that come out of this.
1: And uh, I think
0: none of us really want to see at least two of those options happen.
1: Well, I will say this I think uh, he's had his food strained for the majority of his career, which is why he's 46 and in good shape. The guy literally eats nuts and twigs, milkshakes every day, and kelp and all this yeah, crap. So uh, I um, I agree with you that those are your three options. Yeah. Um, I When he didn't retire and Giselle um, said she was leaving him, mm-hmm. I felt bad for him. I was literally like, oh, look at this. You know, he's he's done a great job. And now his wife's just, na- all he wants yeah. to do is work. And his wife's nagging him about work and more. I was like, why blah, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. Why can't, you just, here's a guy who not only loves what he does, but is literally the best in history of the world at yeah. what he does. And she couldn't leave him alone. But now I'm looking at this and all this like back and forth. And I'm like, good for you, Giselle. That would annoy the hell out of me too.
0: You know, I, uh, I didn't feel bad for him at yep. all. Um uh, not because I felt like uh, you know he was at fault or anything but you know, finally he can get that ball and chain off his uh, off his <laughs> leg and finally find someone who's pretty for a change. You <laughs> this, know, she's this, ugly. A, she's the, not a good-looking woman at all.
1: The best supermodel in the history of supermodeling.
0: Oh, that means nothing to me. I mean I'm talking about really good-looking women. <laughs> uh, you know, I just I just think and this is just me, it's my own personal. I mean, I like the Patriots, but, you know, they're not yeah. my uh, you know, preferred team because sure. uh, my preferred team knows how to get rid of a quarterback. Uh. But have you ever <laughs> have you ever been at a party uh, with with a lot of people and somebody is invited who really overstays his welcome?
1: Yeah, the, you're cleaning up, and they're still in the kitchen, and they're not even your friend; they're a friend of your friend. Is that what you're talking about? Right. Yeah. Well,
0: or you know, they they start doing things at the party that everyone really uh, has a problem with. Yeah. You know, saying inappropriate stuff. Cringe worthy. Uh, flatulence. I mean, any, it could be anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Anything it's, you know, you're, you're eating. You're, you're stuffing all the food in his pockets. I mean, could be anything. And you just say, in your head, what can I do? to make this guy want to leave this party right now so that the rest of us can have a really good time (laughs) this is tom brady at this party he just hasn't seen he hasn't had the situational awareness to know the party's over it's time to
1: go the party's over Doc.
0: yeah you grab grab your coat off the bed find your keys make sure you got your phone on you and go home
1: get your six rings
0: yes pack them up don't forget the goodie bag on your way out. There you go. Uh you know maybe you maybe take some uh, canape or some cake with you in a in a in a Ziploc <laughs> container but
1: get out. You know who the host of this party is? The current quarterback for Miami Tua. Yeah, Tua Taglialo. Yeah, I can't say the last time I didn't even try. Can you imagine the how ticked off this guy has he has a lot of friends in the Dolphins well you're not doing a nice favor for your friends because the guy is supposed to lead their team this year the guy right. who was debating retiring because he suffered you know how many concussions in a row or whatever that guy has to wake up read this headline of you being cutesy and be like I accept the fact that if the best guy in the history of the world at this position says I want to take this position no matter how well I have performed and no matter how loyal I've been to the team and played hurt and everything else this guy can just take my job and now you're watching him mm-hmm. you're watching him do that now you know
0: yeah but you know at at even as as good as Tom Brady has been at 47 he's even less than he was at 45 so Tua can be you know can be looking over his shoulders hey, am I am I gonna lose this job yeah dude yep. you're gonna lose this job if you get one more concussion on the field also true And, uh, you know, the, the human coconut can only sustain so much abuse to the point where, I don't know if you saw this story about him, you said he was, you know, considering, uh, you're retiring at the age of 24. The reason why he said that he was not going to retire is one, he felt he still had more football in him. But the second part of it was, is that during the off season, he has now learned how to fall down correctly.
1: Is that what he, that to was.
0: protect his head. If your head has been knocked clean off your shoulders, yeah. in and uh, with a with a 300 pound lineman knocking you down, <laughs> are you going to remember all those things you learned in the in the off season about how not to fall on the ground with a 300 pound man on top of you? <laughs>
1: Which reminds me of the Gay CDC interview. It, it, from- well, exactly
3: my point. I mean, it is, there is something to be said about that.
1: I, it, 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 this is, to me, the most ludicrous proposition whatsoever is that at 45, you've learned something that no one else figured out before. Right. And that's going to let you keep playing.
0: When Tom Brady is asked these questions, and you know he's asked these questions Mm -hmm. every day, and when he turns 60, there'll still be people saying, hey, Tom, you think about coming back and playing with the Patriots? He'll still be asked that at 60 years old. All that guy has to do is say, no, I I think I'm okay. I think I'm done. And you know what? Everybody would applaud that decision because that is ultimately the right decision. He
1: can't say it. You know what I mean? He just can't say it. Even when they asked him the last time, he's like, "Anyone who thinks that I'm coming on uh, coming on retired uh, doesn't know the time commitment it takes to have your daughter's two new kittens at your house." <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. Like, can yeah. you stop speaking in these weird, stupid riddles and just say, "Nah, I'm done." Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's
0: really okay to say some to say right. no.
1: You want to know why? My theory is he's being cutesy with this. Why? Because I think he's betting, he's saying to himself, you know what, maybe something's going to happen to Tua. Like, he does get the, the the cannoli knocked out of him one more time. Right. And then Tom swoops in and goes, ah, I'm here, I'm here to fill in. You know, similar, you know. This yeah. is, it'd be like if I sat around being like, gosh, I hope uh, Baxter or Steve hit their head. Because <laughs> I might get the <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Well, in in a very similar way, uh, you know, we have also both overstayed our (laughs) (laughs) will Not true at all. Very profound
1: parallel there, Marty. Not true at all. But he, I think he's angling for a fill-in job. That's what I think he's angling for. See, but
0: but but logic would dictate that he doesn't have to angle for any job because. Everybody in the NFL has kind of found other quarterbacks to play. They right. may not be at his level when he was their age, but he's still going to be 46, 47 years old. No matter how you slice it, he's not the same quarterback he used to be. And, and you know, he can do some things uh, still pretty well, but other things he he can't. You know, can he avoid being hit by a 300-pound guy on, on defense? I don't, I don't know if can. he's got the, the foot speed to elude that stuff.
1: But let's say he can. Every single time you're you're avoiding that three hundred pounder, literally the rest of your life is at stake. Because now you're forty seven. If that guy cleans your clock from a blind side, not only might you not play football again, but you might not be able to take your kids to their game because you, you nothing works like it used to. Yeah, and if you know anything about CTEs and uh,
0: and the and the effect that they can have on somebody oh. completely personality mood changing type sure. of tragedy yeah then you realize you know even if you could play you're better off not playing
1: yeah at that age sure. just not worth it it's it's kind of you know not that we're specialists in cte because uh, there's not a high incidence of concussions for no brain brain damage is why we got these jobs <laughs> it's true
0: very true very true <laughs> because that because that was
1: really all that was left <laughs> we both had a real rough time in college we may have drank too much and fallen down quite a lot of stairs so
0: it's 8 24 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. Welcome neighbor it's eight twenty-eight 28 with uh, Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in uh, r- real quick just want to remind everybody we do have Springfield Thunderbird hockey tickets to give away for not only tonight's game Uh, And that uh, prize package would include uh, the Thunderbird prize pack with hats and shirts and a whole lot more. But it would also include a four-pack of tickets for Saturday's game when the Thunderbirds come back to the Mass Mutual Center to take on Hartford if that game is necessary at all. I know, I know. It all it all comes down to what they do tonight.
1: They're gonna wound the wolf tonight, baby. That's that's if they're in the locker room, that should be their that should be their motto tonight. Wound the
0: wolf. Everybody should be moaning like a wolf if you're in Springfield and going down to the XL Center tonight. Sure. But uh, in all that uh, that prize package brought to you by uh, Burger King. You can also lock in your seats with a pay-as-they-play plan. Uh, you can go to uh, the Thunderbirds website, springfieldthunderbirds.com, dot com, to reserve your spot. So if they get beyond this series and god hope they do that's the way to reserve your seats for tickets going through the Calder Cup playoffs
1: i still have I, I still have faith in these guys that not only do i think they have the ability to go past these guys i think they have the ability to go very deep into the in, into the playoffs you know your yeah. prediction
0: uh, your prediction on hockey games has not really been uh, that strong
1: well, well i i also should put an asterisk on that and say i know nothing about hockey let alone uh, minor league. Yeah, right. so, well, yeah,
0: and But you know, gut instinct is uh, it is what it is. <laughs> sure, you sure. either got it or.
1: I mean, my gut instinct's dead on. It's led me to this path. <laughs> <laughs> it's led me to be the villain guy <laughs> that maybe comes in in a basement. And you saw him out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, how can my instincts be wrong? Come on, fellas. <laughs> or both. Play the
3: number.
0: It's 8:32 with Bax and Nagel and uh, Marty Caproni on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Wooden Tap. Visit their newest location, Riverdale Street in West Springfield. Order online or reserve your table at WoodenTap.com and come as you are. Let me uh, let me get to the new- ah. Here we go. Uh, the properties that make up the Eastfield Mall have officially been sold. Onyx Partner purchased the property for four and a half million dollars from Mountain Development. Uh, Onyx plans to redevelop the Eastfield Mall into a complex titled the Eastfield Commons. It'll include retail, offices, uh, other services. It's like a $45 million project. I mean, it's, it's a pretty substantial project to build all this stuff. And although they're not saying who's going in, the guy that uh, that runs it, uh, Brian Kaplan, or the vice president of development for Onyx, says that you've heard about you know the old navy the chick-fil-a the burlington coat factory you know all the things that might have been in a shopping mall in that very
1: same parking lot at one point will all be available for those who <clears throat> choose to stay there it's just now that you get to run outside in the cold uh nine months out of the year instead of uh, being a nice warm mall so you know yay progress
0: i mean the eastfield mall is no different than a lot of other malls around the country you know they were you know, bustling metropolises of commerce <laughs> at one point
1: i'm a, i'm a chickpea guy i still call it the fairfield mall like if someone's like which way do you go you go oh you go up the back of the fairfield mall parking lot and if they're like 30 years old like what are you talking about what there's what mall like no one but i used to love that mall i i th- this is how nostalgic i am too i there's a youtube video of just kids uh it was like a vhs video that someone uploaded to youtube and they're just walking through the Fairfield Mall. I'm like, I remember that store. I remember that pizza place. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, sad to see that go. I'm sad to see that go.
0: When I was in high school, we would hang out at the uh, the mall in Swansea, oh, Mass. Classy. Oh, oh, you kidding me? They it had everything. <laughs> it had just... had Sears and had Apex <laughs> and oh my God, what a and Hope! Oh, the biggest stores ever. And we go there every Friday night because the movie theaters were there. That's smart. And every Friday night, me and my buddies would try to sneak into an R-rated movie, and then that was it. And that was that was our Friday night. Those were great nights. <laughs> those were great nights on those <laughs> nights you got you actually got in to see. And our with the, like the night we got into Porky's, we were so happy, and then oh, and God, the movie right. ended, and we were like so disappointed that it wasn't nearly as filthy as we were hoping it was going to be. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just the way it is. And so, yeah. Uh, but that mall has been uh, been shuttered and
1: knocked down and it's a a whole lot of nothing. My favorite part of that story though is that uh, the Sears is not included in the purchase. Yeah. So Sears is like uh, one of those you ever go to New York City and you see like there's like only maybe three or four of them in the city where there's like a house in the middle of the city because somebody was like I don't care about your 70 million. This house has been in my family for years and they won't sell it. That's the Sears now. They have to build around a defunct Sears. There's a there's
0: an old um, uh, Looney Tunes cartoon. Same thing. Like an old woman who li- yeah. wouldn't leave her house, and they yeah. got to build like a major interstate highway, yeah. and they wind up building all around her house, and <laughs> there it is, right in the middle of this, uh, this
1: entangled freeway. That's gonna be the Sears now, and I feel like everybody I know from that area of Springfield in my youth worked at that Sears at one point or another. Yeah. Um, great. Oh, that's funny. There's a great. Do we have a second? I'll tell you. Sure. There's a great bit on YouTube. You should download it's Jim Brewer's uh, story about the Valley Stream Mall. And uh, oh my Long, god, I know that uh, story. Do you know the story. Oh, it's hysterical. He worked in the paint department at Sears, and he pranked another guy in the paint department, saying he was Muammar Gaddafi. And he's like, <laughs> uh, and then before he hung up though, he said, "Long live paint department," and hung up. But the guy was. Called the feds and the, yep. the FBI, the bomb squad, everything. Brewer's like, I was the only guy in the store. I'm like, where did everybody go? I came out of the bathroom. <laughs> there was FBI agents there and everything. Because the guy called, he's like, Muammar Qaddafi just called us in Home Goods and told us that there were missiles headed for us i'm just here to make his story so he said he told the first fbi agent he goes don't wait he just starts laughing he goes, sarge get over here you got to hear this he said he <laughs> kept making him tell the story the whole time it's great if you have a chance that's a you great do one it. i great know that one.
0: story fantastic a massachusetts judge uh, said a man who threatened to shoot a, a pride flag outside the derby street shops and hingham mass was dangerous but the judge released him anyway gage Skimmel of weymouth left a voicemail to the shopping center's management saying that he was going to come to the mall, shoot the flag down with a rifle, and burn it if it were not taken down in three days. He also then made uh, disparaging comments uh, against people of the Jewish faith. Skimmel was charged with one count of bomb and hijack threats uh, with serious public alarm, threats to commit a crime, and one count of attempted civil rights violation. He was arraigned on April 13th in Hingham uh, District Court, and the district attorney's office uh, asked for a dangerousness hearing. Uh, Hickam District Court Judge James Barn found Skimel to be dangerous, but still released him. And uh, he is scheduled to be back in court in June 7th. Now, today is April 21st. I don't know if uh, the judge has ever seen a calendar, but there's a (laughs) long time between then and now. Yeah. A guy who's that angry over a pride flag is very likely to cause a lot of problems before June 7th.
1: And let's just say, hypothetically, that that guy did cause those problems. Do you know what the repercussions are for that judge? Uh, What? Absolutely nothing! That's what I thought. Because you got a job for life, baby. (laughs) No accountability whatsoever. No way to really remove you. Uh, There you go.
0: Speaking of uh, total intolerance, the... um, (laughs) community of uh, of north brookfield the uh, the board of selectmen rescinded the permit on the grounds that a planned drag show uh, during a, an event constituted adult entertainment the board of selectmen initially granted rural justice network the necessity the, the necessary permits to have its small town pride event with a drag performance on june 24th in the town commons Uh, In a press statement, the ACLU of Massachusetts is calling on the board to reconsider its decision and allow the Rural Justice Network to host its small town pride event as planned with the drag performance, calling the board's decision unconstitutional. Uh, During a meeting on April 11th, Chairperson uh, Jason Peralta said that the board did not have enough information when it granted the permit, and after doing some research, he decided to move to rescind the permit and issue another permit approving the pride event but without the drag performance, his motion passed in a two to one vote with uh, board member Elizabeth Brooks, Canada, casting the dissenting vote. Uh, Peralta's did not explain uh, how the drag performance would constitute uh, adult entertainment. And uh, one of the vice, uh, the vice chairman said that he didn't see how a drag performance could be a family friendly event. Now, you've seen drag performances. Uh, a lot. I, I have seen uh, one or two myself and. <clears throat> To be honest, if you're gonna find a fence with a bunch of people singing nothing but Broadway show tunes to be a non-family-friendly event, then I got news for you—you you just don't know good adult entertainment.
1: I—I <laughs> uh, I think it'd be funny with it. When asked for a quote, he said, "Yes, Queen." Uh, I think that would have been great. I, um, yeah, I, I, I look. I I believe in freedom of speech first of all, so I think the ACLU has a decent point there. However, I do think, and I've seen different drag shows, um, you know, I you can't just say no and say there can't be a drag show. But I think it's up to the performers to then conduct themselves in a manner that's appropriate enough. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you if
0: it's a late night show, yeah. you know, then maybe you get a little bit loose with things. Well, but if you're doing a, like a like an afternoon matinee with kids around, right everybody involved in that show knows that you're not gonna go tap blue it's a, right. that's that's just it it's just it's not the right room <laughs> you're not working blue you're, you're not gonna work you're not gonna work blue uh you know in, in certain situations like it, let's say you're gonna do a drag show at a nursing home those people those residents looking for entertainment love Broadway show, show tunes like anybody else. They just don't want, you know, a lot of filth and, uh, right. you know, a you know, suggestion. So made. before
1: the show, whoever's producing it goes up to Helene Dion, if that's her stage name, and says, <laughs> hey, Helene. right? Maybe not that dress, a little tight. Can tell it's cold outside. Maybe you uh, you just wear something a little bit. Maybe something a little bit longer, right. a little less revealing. Right. There yeah. you go. There you go.
0: Uh, East Hampton school officials will meet on Tuesday to resume their search for the next superintendent of schools. Believe it or not, they still haven't found one. The school committee is uh, scheduled to meet at six o'clock, April 25th, a virtual only Zoom call. Once again, Mayor uh, Nicole LaChapelle said in an interview uh, Monday that there is a number of ways they could go about rectifying this horrific and stupid situation. One. Uh, they could vote to reengage with one of the previous candidates. I assume they're talking about uh, Dr. Vito Perón, who was as it should be uh, booted from contention when he accidentally uh, referred to individuals as ladies. <gasps> Those were not ladies. <laughs> uh, the other uh, possibility is that they could, uh, they could, <laughs> they could start an entirely new process. Uh, Or they could vote to engage a third finalist, the person that they didn't want over the other two, and see if that guy still wants the job. And I'm going to guess. Don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. I'm going to guess he's going to say, fat chance, ladies.
1: (laughs) Uh, There is an option four. What's that? They could take my offer from the other day of hiring me on at the full salary while I work three hours a week. Because I identify as a PhD <laughs> in higher education.
0: It's a good paying job for someone who identifies that way.
1: And I'm fairly confident after a week of doing radio and getting through it without uh, swearing or getting yeah. a fine, that uh, I could manage three hours a week of not saying ladies for about 150 grand a year.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I also think that, uh, and, and I'm glad you said this, because I think when uh, when you really do like a side-by-side comparison – i don't think you know any more about education <laughs> than they do
1: I, but, or, or, or the, the other way around they don't know any more about
0: education than you do
1: i mean technically i'm just as qualified for a school committee post as anyone who gets elected to a school committee right it uh,
0: appears that way yeah right. yeah
1: right so anyway uh
0: that is still going to go on as you know uh, dr perone still wants the job uh but uh, the whole thing with the ladies they uh, took him out of contention Erica Viginski-Stark withdrew last Friday after a high school students raised concerns about a Facebook post that she posted about transgender athletes in high school and college sports, which we discussed today. Yeah. Having seen those posts, I'm not exactly sure that she was trying to start an argument other than just maybe just start a conversation.
1: Start a discussion or just say from her perspective as somebody who worked their whole life to become a D one college athlete. She felt it's unfair that if she accomplished something by setting a record or whatever else, that somebody else that might have a little more distinct uh, advantage, uh, could then have their name supersede hers in a record book with no delineation. I mean, whether you agree or don't agree, it's not the craziest uh, point of discussion to bring up. And from her perspective, you could certainly see it's pretty much valid that you could have that concern or want to have that discussion. Uh, but we live in a crazy world where you're not allowed to even broach those issues without somehow being canceled. Yeah,
0: I, I sometimes find that the uh, the only way to really resolve issues uh, that are difficult is to maybe talk them out with people of differing points whoa, of view. Whoa, I, whoa, I know. Whoa, I know.
1: What are you talking about with this I know. common sense crap? Get I out know. of here. I know. It sounds kind
0: of uh, either right wing or you're know, way too liberal on my point. Yeah. You know, it's like what are you? What you? Who Who is this, uh, thinking these crazy thoughts? But uh, sometimes dialogue is uh, very helpful in uh, dealing with conflicting uh, you know, situations.
1: Yeah, the, I have this uh, weird thing that I say that the, everyone's always polarized opposite, and you, somehow you, you can't pick one topic you agree with with one without everyone saying that you're the other. Like, right. it, like if you're uh, if you're a left leaning guy, but you're like, no, nah, I feel like uh, I feel like people should have the right to own guns. It's like, whoa, what is wrong with you? you yeah, know? you're a fake liberal. Right, you're, right. You're, you're a big fat phony. Right, oh, and, and then on the other side, if you say something, you know what I mean? It's the same. It's the same thing. It's like it's it's kooky that they don't allow for uh, individual thought anymore. It's all group thought. You know the the
0: idea of debate. Yeah. Like real, um, like real actual debate. Right. You know, has become so politicized because you can't have a legitimate debate without right. then being accused of being one thing or another. You know, we all have our own opinions and they're not always in a tight, neat little box. Right. Sometimes you have things. Spilling out
1: all over the Guess place. Guess what? The world's not black and white. No. There's a whole lot of gray and very other shades in there. But, you well, know, black and white. What do you mean by that? Whoa, whoa hey. you're stepping into a big pile <laughs> These of, people, whoa, those of big people? problems there, pal. You, you said you people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you know well, here's what I think. I think they're going to come back to Dr. Prone if they're smart because they don't want a lawsuit. And then I think when they do, and I hope Dr. Prone's listening, I hope he really leans into it. Okay? I hope on the next meeting he establishes some form of of I'm not gonna care about this nonsense once I'm running the school department. I hope he shows up in a members only jacket with the chest hair hanging out and a gold medallion. He's like, yeah, look at you, lasses are all very classy (laughs) 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 for inviting me back here.
0: I would think that once all, and I mentioned this before, that once all the dust settles on this and they decide what they wanna do, that the people of East Hampton really start to think about Right. Who they're electing right. in these kinds of positions. You know, the school committee, all elected. Mayor, elected position. Really think about who you are electing into these jobs because this should not be that complicated no. of a situation. It should never be that complicated to hire somebody who is fully qualified to be a superintendent and give him the job. It yeah. shouldn't be.
1: You know, the story behind the story with this is most likely, and my. this is my take on it, small-town politics. What happened was... Someone was going to get the job that somebody else didn't want because their friend wanted the job. So what they said was, he did this and drummed him out of town. Uh And then somebody who was upset by that, who had access to that person's Facebook page that was going to replace it, was like, oh, we're going to play gotcha? Well, now I got you. And this is going to go on as a carousel, not as a reflection of the fact there's not suitable candidates and that either of them aren't suitable candidates. It's going to go on as a carousel because these people, their small-town politics – they can't just get by themselves and say, Hey, can we do something nice for the kids for a change? And the only one who's talking about that right now
0: is Dr. Prom. Well, and the the thing is that small town politic mentality mm-hmm. has got you violating open meeting laws. Yeah. And it's also got you violating a verbal contract between someone who's been offered a job with and and has understood the the pay involved yeah. and he agreed to accept that position and you take it away. You better damn well be sure that you've, you've crossed all the uh, the T's and dotted the I's before you do that, because that would be a violation of a verbal contract in the state of Massachusetts. Yeah. And if he does wind up suing, I can't imagine a situation where the, where the school committee winds up winning. It just won't happen.
1: I'm not a lawyer, but I've watched uh, I watched L.A. Law back in the '90s, and Madlock. Uh, yeah, said, with me, it's Madlock. So we're both qualified for this opinion legally. Uh, I think. Not only can he sue for the fact that he lost a job, but he could also sue for the damage to his name yep. going forward. So a really smart lawyer might say he's got 20 earning years left and the average superintendent salary in Massachusetts is 170000 or whatever it is. So we are going to sue for 20 years of $170,000 a year because now he might have employment trouble because of this manufactured BS.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's the position that they chose to put themselves in. Right. For whatever reason, if, if, if,
1: you, if it is in fact what
0: you suggested, and I, I kind of think you're right, yep. if it is that reason, you know they have buried themselves uh, deep in a very, very difficult hole.
1: And this is when it falls onto the citizens of a town like East Hampton, is to understand it goes beyond just those people be like, oh, we've buried ourselves. No, you buried the taxpayer. You buried the voter. You buried the person that used to put a sign on their lawn for you because now their tax is going to go up. $300 a year because they got to pay a lawsuit that's completely unnecessary because your friend didn't get paid.
0: It's going to be uh, mostly sunny later on today. It's starting to poke out a little bit now. High of 72 for tomorrow. Cloudy and 68. Sunday looks like a pretty crummy day. Rain with a high of 58. It's currently, ooh, I say, 48 degrees right now on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 857 and Ozzy. With Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni, who's been uh, filling in all week, I'm so happy that you've been here because I, uh, I would hate to think I'd be uh, talking to a wall f- for five <laughs> straight days.
1: Well, that's probably the only thing I'm better <laughs> at doing is being better than a wall. But um, I, I re- honestly, man, it's it's been awesome. I couldn't think of a of a better reason to wake up at four in the morning and, and drag myself over. <laughs> oh, to there's Mountain.
0: lots of reasons,
1: uh, but lots but, of better <laughs> ideas. No, but it's been awesome and. Uh, Thank you to you. Thanks to Steve and Alex and everyone here, Dave, everyone, for for all the kind words. And uh, most importantly, thanks to the listeners who really now, because I've been on more regularly, I right. start to see the impact, and they just keep coming up to me and engaging me. Thank thank you to them, man. I appreciate it. No, it's
0: been an absolute pleasure. Now, listen, we have, uh, we have a, a big package of uh, hockey stuff to give away right now. All right. We got uh, tickets to tonight's game at the XL Center with the Springfield Thunderbirds and the Hartford Wolf Pack. Hey. That prize package includes four hats. Four shirts, four koozies, and four mini sticks, which I would not suggest using as weapons. So, you know, if if, uh, if things uh, work out well, now here's the other part. Here's the other half. All right. It, okay. Um, you could win all those things for tonight's game in Hartford. Awesome. But you will also win four tickets to Saturday's game at the Mass Mutual Center, if necessary. So, if they win tonight. They're playing on Saturday at the Mass Mutual Center, and that and that prize package courtesy of uh, of Burger King.
1: Listen, boys, if you guys are all getting ready to go on the ice right now for practice or warm-up or whatever, you, they're going to win tonight. And yes. so you're
0: going to win. And there will be a Game 3. There will
1: be a and Game 3. I'd like three. to see them win that Game too. You are going to win eight tickets when you call and a sad wolf noise. That's right.
0: Tenth caller right now at 293-1021. Win all of that stuff. Courtesy of the Springfield
1: Thunderbirds and Burger King. My favorite part of this is when we uh, we take the people who just missed and we hear them go, oh, oh no, no, come on. Come on. Click. <laughs> it's Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102.
2: Listen to this. That sound may be worth $1,000. Details on Monday morning at 8 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
3: Yeah. Springfield's classic rock. You say